a trifecta From long range you done messed up Get ready for this full court pressure Straight talk to your gut like a Hail Mary Stiff arm in competition, now they ain't ready We ain't worried, got the play in the huddle Hard hitting commentary, make the fan at heart fumble Be humble, you ain't ready for the skills Triple double, let them know that game is real Swinging for the bleachers every time Grand slam every time they hit me rhyme I'm in my prime, no limit on the scrimmage Scramble, shake and bake, got the opposition spinning I'm there grinning, this is easy as a layup Trash talking to the haters, players say what? Chatting all crazy, gotta play me though This is Sports Talk Radio this is Sports Talk Radio, Radio, Radio. This is Sports Talk Radio, Radio, Radio. This is Sports Talk Radio, Radio, Radio. This is Sports Talk Radio. This is Sports Talk Radio, Radio, Radio. This is Sports Talk Radio, Radio, Radio. This is Sports Talk Radio, Radio, Radio. This is Sports Talk Radio, Radio. We want to pay some love and show our, our definitely respect for Paul Robinson High School. We got the JV team yeah. in yeah. yeah. Brooklyn's finest, Brooklyn's finest. You know, Brooklyn's finest. These, young, these young people inspire us, believe it or not. Happy to be here. We're from the neighborhood, and we got a great interview later on with the head coach of the JV team, Chris Smith. Stay tuned Nikki, in. what topics do we have to start with, though? All right, so we got to talk about the Saints versus the Rams. So you guys know that I'm a huge Ram fan, yeah, and yeah. you want to probably know why. Yeah. Not uh, Todd Gurley all the time. Cooper Cup. St. Louis a day in your You know life. what? I'm just gonna throw I don't that even want to address that. Listen, I don't listen, even want to. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I, I did think that um, if anyone could have beat the Rams, it'd be the Saints. Just having especially Drew at Brees. home. Yeah, having Drew Brees on the center, playing in that Superdome. You know the Rams. Uh, you know, they're one of those teams that uh, seem like everything's been kind of easy for them. Yeah. Uh, so they finally got punched in the mouth. Yeah. And they didn't respond well, to that's be honest. Uh, they didn't respond well, <laughs> you know. Defensively, that's the, that was their staple. And they couldn't get a stop on Drew Brees. So that's right. When your defense is getting shredded, I feel like it just trickles down to the whole team. Boy, I think Marcus Peters has got to wake up out of the uh, washing machine he was in yesterday. Man, yeah, Michael Thomas took him for a ride last man, night. Man, you, you see, I, I mean, can call somebody on the phone after man, one of them touchdowns. 200, <laughs> 200 plus the yards, um, two touchdowns, and a Joe Horn tribute throwback celebration man, in the end zone. Time, I mean, big time, big time. the Rams, for me, uh, they have a good secondary, but, you know, I think that we can't take this too far with uh, the victory yesterday just for the simple fact that the Saints are just a different team in that dome, you yeah, know, like yeah. they hadn't lost a game there in I don't know how long, you know what I mean? So it, it, it's, it's, it's a different team, a different animal altogether when you play those guys. And that's why we all love the playoffs though, neutral. Wait, so, was, so was the win expected? Is that what you're saying? Um, For me, I just don't. For not me Vegas. personally, yeah, I mean, for, for me not personally, Vegas. I don't bet against the Saints at home. I'm not doing it, you know, like Drew Brees is too it's good. not a smart look. That <laughs> offense is too good. And, and, and they're looking like they're going to get some home court advantage yeah, in the playoffs. It's going to be a problem for the rest of the NFL. Well, we got three one-loss teams right now. 
now. Um, so, you know, in the NFC, and it's, it's really, it's really going to be tight coming down the stretch, especially with the amount of bad teams that we have right now. A lot of bad teams. So yeah, not a lot of the games that we thought were going to be good games are no longer good games. So we have to, I guess we'll have to just pay attention. They've, actually, there's a big game with the Rams in Kansas City coming up in a few weeks also. That's That's, that is going to be That's hot the on the, the menu for. That's the one. We want to definitely, yeah, so. definitely get our people to talk about that, which I yeah. think about that game. Um, our next topic is going to be about a guy that uh, went through a lot of trials and tribulations. Mm. Uh, Derek Rose, yeah. you know, yes. last yeah. week, you know, put on a 50-point 50 perform performance. And, yes. You know, not only did he turn back the clock, but he showed what real perseverance is all about. Mm -hmm. And um, to be honest, guys, I don't want to talk about the 50. I want to talk about the, the narrative that media has built up with Derek Rose and how the commentator, after he scored his 50th point, started talking about a case that he had a year and a half ago, oh, you, you know, wow. like the media, the media is getting out of hand. Yeah. You know, you know and, I and that's that, why I'm glad we have a platform because, yeah, because you know, narratives are everything, man. You have to start bringing things that are, that are important into light at the time that they're supposed to be brought into light. You know, digging up something from somebody's past when they reach a milestone doesn't do anything but tear down somebody who's worked extremely hard to get where they are yeah. right now because yeah. nobody can go back and replace those hours that Derrick Rose lost in the yeah. gym. Uh, and you know, this was another thing that me and you were talking about. Um, I don't think people understand the personal effect that it has on you when you're going as hard as he's going to try to get your career back, to try to be the same on the basketball court. You have to be a completely different person off of it. You know what I mean? It destroys you. I mean, I've been injured. You know, I actually did a transfer year where I had to sit out. And that was like an injury year to me because I couldn't travel with the team. You know, I practiced here and there when it wasn't against regulation. So it was just so weird for me to stay in tune with basketball. So for him to be actually hurt and have to be away from the game and to get himself ready year after year to come back and play, but not only play, but be elite. Yeah. Be elite because on the Knicks, let's be honest, the guy has 16 points, 16 and a half and, points. And you know, that's not pedestrian. You know, that's not pedestrian at all. You're talking about. I know Allen Houston made a uh, hundred and something million for averaging Every 19 a game. Exactly. So, <laughs> so that three-point basket. And this goes along to the narrative. Wow. The narrative doesn't change. Right. Doesn't matter how well he plays. Yeah. Doesn't matter the 50 the 50 point game. You still got people that saying, "Oh, it's a fluke. He'll never do it again." You know, because media There's is always, always building up that he will never be that guy that he once right. was. But right. you know what? Like we were just talking about before that. I think we need to give a big round of applause for his family. You know what I mean? The people that are in his circle that right. kept him uh, conscious of the mm -hmm. things that he was trying to accomplish, you know, mentally, you know yeah, what I mean? Right, like yeah. that that kept him locked in. That's what yeah. You can't be the same person off the floor if you're going that hard on it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You have to bring that home with you at night. You have to go through those trials and tribulations with your son or well, your significant well, well, let's, other. Let's, let's be honest. We all love Kobe Bryant. Kobe went through the same thing. Yeah. I mean, we, we just read a story where two weeks ago he was denied doing an open forum panel because of allegations yeah. from 10 years ago. So it's like, it's haunting. It's weird because we're going to talk next about election, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And you look at the Republican side, and if those guys get accused of sexual predator mm -hmm. activity, it's, nothing, it's full yeah. denial. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a tough one realm that we're walking into in 2019 especially and I just hope that for the sake of some of these NBA guys and some of these NFL guys and I don't hear baseball guys in the news much at all right. so I'm not gonna say those guys but, but if I, any of those guys are going through it you have to really protect yourself and watch right. who you're around exactly. and what you're exactly. doing because exactly. people yeah. out here and, they, and they're trying to they're sharks man they're trying, yeah. to, they're trying to tear you down mm -hmm. and and I think that I think that we need to 
pay attention to how that could have come into play last night with the selectiveness that the media has of what they want to uh, build big up and what yeah, they, they want to use mm-hmm. to tear you down because I just take something simple for instance last night Michael Thomas scores a touchdown Rams were down 10 with about three minutes and change left when he scored that touchdown now after the touchdown is scored he goes underneath the goal post takes out a cell phone the same way Joe Horn did 10 years ago and he takes the cell phone out and you know he gets a penalty for it now this morning <laughs> when I look at all the sports shows they're laughing about it it's funny because it didn't come back to haunt them. But there was still three minutes left in that game with a very potent offense on that field that could have scored in that time. Wow. You know, if it wasn't for the defense coming through at the end, they had already given up 30-something points to that point. So we don't know what's going to happen on the next possession. The, the Rams got a great kickoff return after the penalty. They had great field position after that. So to me, I don't understand how we can not vilify him for that. Yeah. But then whenever Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, is on the sideline showing his passion, you know, and he's doing what he's He's going to do Everybody guy. wants to come over there and now they want to try to vilify Odell Beckham Jr. So I think the media just has to, they got to they gotta, they gotta do a better job of, you know, of not picking sides. You voting tomorrow? I'm definitely voting tomorrow. What about you, Mike? Definitely voting um, tomorrow. I'm definitely going to vote tomorrow. Yes. I'm on the uh, blue wave. I'll be honest. I think that it's going to be a huge blue wave the tomorrow. Blue wave? Yeah, I feel like the Democrats are going to run the table. I mean, I don't, I don't see how... Uh, the Republicans can win people back over after selfishly taking, you know, taxes and, you know, you know trying to get rid of Obamacare. And um, they're only painting a picture of selfishness and a white supremacy, you know, in my opinion. So I just hope that everyone gets out and vote. And, you know, what's your opinion, people? What do you think is going to be tomorrow? Red yes. wave, blue wave, reach out to us. You know, we're definitely, we're part of that political world in the sense that, we're acknowledging what's going on. Right. If you don't put attention into it, they can get away with a lot. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I've, I've always considered heard. myself to be a part of the blue wave, but I, I feel like now with everything that's going on and the amount of falseness that's going on around here with these officials, these appointed officials and things of that nature, it almost makes me want to be independent, man. You know, like I, I just want to yeah. I just want to live, you yeah. know, instead of trying to be a part of a group who's not even... Uh, who's who's partial to their group you know what I'm saying like they're not even fully a part of the group but they want me to be a part of it or anybody else to be a part of it so for me I'm I'm leaning towards being independent man like I'm I'm ready to take it that way because some of the things that these guys that are supposed to have all the answers and supposed to know this and that some of the things that they do when they get to these positions I I can't I can't get with it's tough it's tough it's a it's a lot of gray area and I feel like if you've been in politics long enough you know how to abuse that gray area and get your objectives ahead Um, a big reason uh, why we have our guests that we have today is because I like to see powerful black men that have been through the woes and lived in these neighborhoods Mm -hmm. and, and seen the tragedies and Let's be honest, you know what I mean? If you don't have that experience, to me, you, you can't be a leader. If you don't know what it takes or how hard it, how hard it is to start from the bottom. And, you know, Curtis Smith is a guy that really, really demonstrates what a man should be, you know, in my opinion, you know, working at this school. And, you know, we're going to get him in here real soon. And I hope, you know, he allows, you know, our fan base to be able to, you know, see that there are very, very strong black men in this community mm-hmm. doing things on a big level. You know, and with that, we're going to bring him in. Yeah. We're going to bring in Kurt. Well, I definitely want to talk about this. Uh, many are called, few are chosen. Yeah, yeah. I want to get that quote. 
My God, my God, my God. On the check-in, on the check-in. Listen, man, let's just get started from the door. Yeah. Let's let the people know who you are. He went to Paul Row. Yes. This is a man that comes from this community, and, he, and he's coming to give back to this community. Kurt, tell him about yourself. Born and raised, Bed-Stuy, Jefferson Trooper, Marcus Garvey. You heard him? Um, you know, Bed-Stuy in my blood all day. Um, but it's just an honor and a blessing to be back in this building. Um, that's very special to me since 95. Man, let me tell you, man, when I was in high school, this building right here was <laughs> rocking. They had a dude named G Irving, man, <laughs> Gary Irving, that used to, they used Smooth 30 or G30, I don't remember what they called him, man, but this is a storied school with a great tradition. Definitely. I mean, it, it's nostalgic to be in here right now, man, because I used to sneak in to watch games against boys and girls when it was packed and you couldn't get a seat. I'm standing up over there in the back, you know what I mean? Because I was taller than a bunch of people trying to get here. He played here. Tell us a little bit about the tradition of Paul Robeson. Oh, we know man. now it's called P-Tech, but I want to talk about the tradition of Paul Robeson for a second. Listen, I had some amazing years here. Um, some people don't know my freshman year. I didn't even play ball. Um, I played basketball, but you know, under, you know, Kaiser, God rest his soul, um, you know, but um, who, who definitely, definitely was a, a legend in this community, and um, it transpired to my sophomore year, which I did make varsity, but, um, you know, we had an All-American named Alan Griffin, shout out to Alan yeah, Griffin, Syracuse. that's coaching at Syracuse. We actually train his little brother right now, me and Mike, uh, okay. and um and um, Coach Mage, God rest his soul, says to me, um, you know, you made the team, but you ain't gonna play a minute here. I said, what you mean? Like, so you know, as a ball player, when you used to playing since you was 11 years old, you mean I'm not gonna play a minute. So I took the JV route. Um, killed in JV, did my thing, but I missed my city championship that year. We we won the championship. Alan Griffin won the championship against God rest Chris Sandy, um, Newtown. Um, yeah, so they won the championship that year. Then my junior year and senior year, you know, we number one seed every year. We came up short to uh, JFK and Grady my junior year. Carl Sanders hit the buzzer shot at um, St. John's. Man, man, man. story <laughs> stuff. Yeah, a lot of stories, a lot of man, stories. Man, man, man. So, started in JV. Now you're coaching JV. Yeah. You understand the importance of having a junior ball team. Definitely. I was another guy that didn't play freshman year, sophomore year. I played varsity, but I didn't get a minute. I played if we were up 40 or we were down 40. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so I wish that my school had a JV to allow me to get my confidence up and build going into my junior year. Uh, actually, they'll have an amazing senior year, and that propelled me. So it's just, what, what do you think? Um, in terms of JV, how important is it for the parents to be involved in this process? It's, it's definitely very important. I, I don't even think on a, uh, forget just a basketball level, just academically, um, because, you know, as we look at statistics, ninth and 10th grade year, when it comes down to um, black and Hispanic, mm -hmm. you know, those are the hardest years of high school. And um, that's statistically, you know, that, those are statistics. Um, but at the end of the day, when you have JV, you know, and a good JV base, um, people have JV programs, but a lot of JV programs don't push the kids and excel where they can make it to varsity. You know, um, my biggest thing is I'm not really big on transfers because 
I believe in building foundations in a, in a big yeah, program. So going from JV to varsity, showing that the program is growing. And I, um, we getting back in the nick of things when it comes down to Robeson basketball. But um, we got two schools and, you know, because this is the Robeson campus. So we have P-Tech, which I work at, and we've got Academy of Health Careers, which we're bringing those athletes in that's wanting to play double-A Brooklyn basketball, which is the toughest in the city. You know um, You know, we got the South Shore, the Western House, Boys Jeff, and Girls, yeah, you know, know you know, Jeff. So every night is a fight, you know, even at the JV level. We play those teams, which and now Eagle Academy has joined us. So um, it's, it's, it's coming up, you know, it's yeah. definitely coming up. So we just talked about social media and how it changes in every kind of way. Yes. And most kids are addicted. Yes. <laughs> My kids are addicted. Yes. Terrible, 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 terrible. And it's a gift and it's a curse at the same time because the gift is, oh, you can entertain them. And then there's different educational things for them to do. How do you feel about social media? And well, well, I have a son, 17 years old, um, high school senior, and then I have two little girls, but they're not into that world, not as yet. But you know, computers is what it is. Yeah. You know, and we just gotta accept it as adults, but we also gotta monitor. Right. And that's a big thing. Like, I think social media, or media in general. Um, it's great to a certain extent, but too much exposure. Um, too much, I call it power overload, mm. you know, because um, we need to get those passwords. Like I have my yeah. son, like I know what my son is doing. I'm, I'm in his inbox here and there, you know, like I, I'm, you know, yeah, because yeah, I know what it is out there. Like I don't want nobody, you know, framing my son and him and saying, well, he did this yeah. and he did that, you know, because us as, and especially being a student athlete all my life, I know, of the things that can go wrong, True. you know? Yeah. So, you know, but it, social media definitely can be also a powerful tool. Definitely, definitely. I feel like social media being <laughs> a what, gift and a curse. I was gonna say, it's what, just like everything what else in Because life. it's, um, you know, it could be a powerful tool because if you market yourself right, mm. you know, because you, look how many people out here you would have never known them if it wasn't for social media. True. And they make it not, they make it millions on millions, yeah. you know? Yeah. So yeah. if you brand yourself right and, you know, do right by it, then, you know, you could go far. Right. I mean, I, I, I feel like social media is a lot like anything else in life. If you abuse it mm. and do too much of it, it's going to become a problem. Right. And it's going to take your attention away from That's other true. things. That's and what true. I feel like what it does, it takes away the details and the specifics from the young people. They feel like, I watch a video and that video got made and that's it. No, there was production in that video. Mm -hmm. It took time and patience to just edit <laughs> right. that video. Yeah. So the kids are getting just a small piece of what social media is supposed to be for, in my opinion. Because like you said, it's supposed to teach. Right. You're supposed to learn from it. They just want to be entertained. Mm -hmm. And if I can't learn from something, at this point in my life, I don't want to do it. Exactly. I don't want to do it, exactly. you know, because growth and, and information is the most important thing in the world. You know, just being informed about what you're doing and, and what's going on around you and current events. I mean, and, and on that note, you being a father, you know, not just a coach, but a coach that's a father, I feel like helps you to help these young men because oh, you understand. Most definitely. You go home to a young, impressionable guy every day. Exactly. You have to be a role model too. Exactly. And you got to tell him, hey, watch out. And it's not give easy. him them little pieces of <laughs> right. advice. Like it's, it's easy to get in trouble and hard to get out of it. Right. And he's from the old school like I am, like my father was from. Man, you can get locked up like this mm -hmm. in Brooklyn. And then be like, man, it's going to take me six months to vindicate myself. Right. So 
hats off to you, man, for wanting to be in this community affecting change. Yeah. People ask me all the time, why do we shoot this show in Brooklyn? Why are we in Memphis? Why, why not Brooklyn? This show? Why not? Why not? Because I want to be where show. I can affect change. I want to be where I feel comfortable to where I get loved. I can go to the city. I can go do so many things in Queens. You know, I got tons of, of, of connections everywhere, but I want to be doing it right here. I want to create something. I want those young guys that was just there right now to see what we're doing. Sorry, they had to leave. And know that you can do it, man. <laughs> know that you can do it. To some young guys, what we're doing may seem corny. May right. seem obsolete. Right. But if they see what we're going to be in two or three years, and they look back and say, man, we was in there watching them do this thing. Man, they on ESPN, man, they over here on TNT. I mean, it's, it's basically like the moment when I saw that Barack Obama was here. Oh, he's right, right in this area. <laughs> he was right here. Oh, man. Right here. So that, I was, um, that was, listen, crazy. that was one of the, wow, that, that was a moment I was just, I was third row and that was a moment that nobody could ever take away from me and the mm. people I shared it with that day. And just understanding if, you know, some people don't understand the history of this building, the the good with the bad, the ups and the downs, the yeah. trials and the tribulations that happened, you know, in and out this building. But just that day to see the president come was just like, wow, we we, we, we working, we building, yeah. right. you know. Yeah, it, I, I knew it felt good to feel like you guys mattered. Yes. And that, you know, on a national scale, mm-hmm. they, you were being acknowledged. Yes. Right. Because when you see things happen in Heartland, Florida, and then, you know, no President Trump there, it, it hurts. I know it does when you're crying out to the to the nation for understanding. Or even or if he's empathy, not he's not know? wanted. No, yeah, yeah, that's true. They may not want his him to presence be there, is not. But, you know, Obama was that that president that would always always is, show swag empathy. is different. You know, oh man, I'm watching <laughs> him. I'm watching him. You know, do his work the last couple of days, getting ready for this election. Right. And it's powerful what he can do to a crowd. Mm-hmm. Now, Donald Trump knows how to hold a rally. It's nice. It's, you know, it's, it's funny sometimes. <laughs> but to watch Obama tell people, don't boo, vote. Right. Don't boo. Right. I don't need you to boo. Mm-hmm. That's not going to make my chest bigger because you're in agreement with me right. on in this stage. Mm-hmm. Just go vote. Yeah. Don't show your anger. Go vote. And that's what's gonna take us into the real, the real new world, which Where is coming. You're planning to vote. Oh, that's that's. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm, going, I'm yeah, definitely. I'm out of it. One, one time, one time, once I leave here from work, I'm going right with my parents. Oh, Let me go and vote. But you family. Vote. Yes, but also, I remember you yes, asking me about uh, also um, my many a call few are chosen. Mm. Um, that's that's my mother. Um, you know, I come from a church family and um it's in the bible many of course you were chosen like i actually got a tattoo on um because there's a lot of people that are chosen but there's certain special things and qualities like that are you i i, I feel and believe that certain people are set to do right. in life mm. you know um, like podcasting yeah like you listen, know, you know, listen, <laughs> listen, listen you know and, and it only take you know it only take one person and then that's, to follow yeah. and then next thing that's you know true. it's you know, so that's why, you know, I'm big on that singing. Um, I even said it in my Hall of Fame speech because um, I'm true to it, you know, and I know how far, you know, I have gotten because, you know, of the grace of God. Yeah. So it's yeah, very, speak imp- it, very speak important. It, it. Very, yeah. very Listen, important. Let's finish off, man, with you giving some positive words. What would you say 
to young teens who are gonna see this. Mm. They have a decent following. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I DM with young people all the time. I'm mentoring kids down in Tennessee. I'm mentoring kids down in Miami. Yes, I see you. I'm talking I see kids you. in Canada. <laughs> I see you know you. what I mean? So I, I know that a lot of young people are watching, man. Young, you know, a lot of the young people believe in what we're doing. What would you tell them about voting tomorrow? Yes. Even though they can't, about how important it is to vote mm -hmm. and about life going forward. Yeah. Well, let's start off with voting. Voting, when you get that chance and that opportunity, it's like Nike, just do it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's a must. And it, and, it, and it ain't no, it's mandatory. <laughs> you know, because um, in order for our kids to go on, you know, we have young kids and for them to be the future, you know, it starts now. Right. Um, you know, my son to be, my son to be able soon to vote. So I'm yeah, definitely, yeah, you definitely yeah. got to push it, yeah, I sure you know, definitely. and to the youth, you know, um, you're going to have, I was just funny, I was just talking to my team earlier. You're going to have some ups and downs, mm -hmm. you know, but it's the bounce back. You know, so you get knocked down. How do you get back up and, you know, do what you got to do? Because it's not easy, you know. And, you know, like I told them, our school is Pathways of Technology Early College Hood. You know, Early College High School, everybody's pathway is different. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's what our principal is big on. Everybody's pathway is different. So my journey, like I tell my son, it's hard right now because we're trying to see what college is. We're doing college tours and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I said, listen, daddy's journey is different. So follow yourself. I'm going to be there and I'm going to be your number one fan 150%. But follow your dream. And sometimes dreams might take 10 years. Yeah. Right. You know, but people might put you down. But it's the bounce back. It's, it's the determination. Like, I, I done been through the fire. It ain't nothing I haven't seen. So I just try to instill that. And that's also how I played basketball. You know, and I told them basketball can help you throughout life. Because you might miss two free throws to lose the game. How are you going to come back the next game? Mm -hmm. You know, you yeah, might miss that later. You know, yeah. listen. You know, I really appreciate you for coming out. Perfect. This is yes. amazing. This is yes. uh, let me let everyone know that I'm watching, man. This is somebody that I looked up to, that gave me belief that I could do it because I watched him do it. I watched the way he carried himself, and my trials and tribulations. I had to think about who I wanted to be, and this was one of the names and one of the faces that popped up when I was trying to find myself. I definitely appreciate you. Appreciate you um, too, bro. I'm going to make sure that I get a chance to come back and highlight this team on my own. Yes. Maybe run up and down with them. You know what I mean? Give them some work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's but definitely. I got to show my appreciation and my love right back, man. Appreciate you. Yes, first love. Most definitely.